Find out what's making a comeback. We hope that you enjoyed this best of episode. Without further ado, this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Kelly Wilkes, and I'm here with Anita Joyce, prior trends that are making a comeback. Is there anything really new in the decorating world, Anita Jean? Uh, you know, it, it's maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know what I think about with these trends coming and going are the old bell bottoms. Mm. The old bell bottoms went away. Now they're back, but they're not called that anymore. Now they're boot cut or flare jean. And hip huggers, yeah, they're back, but they're now they're low riders. You know, it's just yeah, everything gets tweaked a bit. It's the same thing, but it's just called well, and it's tweaked, but it's called something else too. That seems to be a an important difference. So yeah, you know, it seems like it just kind of there's only so much out there and it comes and goes and people, you know, I mean, there's a reason for it. You see it everywhere. People get bored with it, then it's out. And then you're like, what was that thing we did 20 years ago? Right. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Yes. Because one trend starts in a reaction to another trend, like, yeah. you know, the craftsman style reaction to the overabundance yes. of the Victorians and, uh, you know, the mid-century modern in reaction to the art deco, you know, so it's like, as we say, the pendulum swings, it swings far, and then it goes back into the other direction. But I, I think it's just underlines again what we are talking to you guys about all the time is developing your own style. So you're not in one of these pendulum swinging mm -hmm. trend cycles. But it is really interesting to take a look at the trends and also see what's you know coming back that has been pretty hot for a while and how you can incorporate it into your own style. So we're, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's some stuff that might make you even go, no, or gosh, I didn't do that the first time around. What are you talking about? I'm sure there'll be a lot of different sorts of reactions today. You want to start? Sure. Uh, well, I'm thinking about mid-century modern. Now it was, you know, obviously this is the style that was around in the 50s and 60s. Then it went so out of style. I mean, if you'd seen it in the 70s or 80s, you would have cringed at how out of style it looked. It just looked so dated, so out of touch with, you know, the way things looked at that point. Everything and then was very early 18th century, all mahogany. And now it's swung back to mid-century modern. Now there's been a slight uh, turbulence there. You know, it's not as in as it was a couple of years ago, but I feel like there are pieces of that mid-century modern that have moved into a kind of classic look. And I think it is still around. Yeah, but it's definitely on its way out. As right, far but as but there's elements hot, hot. of it. I, right, right, right. But but I'm just saying, I'd say that's something that went out and is back in uh, pieces of it are, but not completely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first visited Peter's parents' house and that would have been in the very early nineties and they had all mid-century pieces and it just, it did. It looked like the, the living room in particular, it sort of like stood still and it, they had like the Danish modern, um, the daytime like, stood still. 
the console, like where you would put the records on, you know, I don't even like a hi-fi. Is that what you would call that? You know, and it was I all guess. That, I, yeah, I, and it was Kevin's all that parents Danish had the modern. same thing, the big, the huge thing. It was like the size of a buffet. And that was your, that was your iPod. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. iPhone. It was this huge, massive thing and it had the record player in it. And I guess maybe you needed it. So, well, the speakers were huge and I guess that's where you kept your records. I don't really remember. Yeah. Well, my, my point being is that when I walked in, I was like, oh God, wow. You know, like I could really, I could, even then when I wasn't even doing this for a living, I was like, wow, maybe I could help out here a little bit <laughs> moving this forward. But then Going back and visiting when mid-century modern was so hot, you think, oh my gosh, people would be going crazy. Mm, like all the coolest mm. people on the west side of LA would be just dying for my mother-in-law's Edith's, you know, living room set. Right. Um, right. And but not exactly like she had it, though. I mean, that's like you said, though they don't just take the whole thing and pick it up. It would be pieces and it would be mixed with different things that would be hot, but not exactly the way it was done back then. Right. But mm-hmm. what's happening now is I think there's a reaction to the mid-century modern and you're getting a little bit more of this art deco look coming in. So that is trending yes. back in. Yes. And my grandparents uh, had a lot of that that furniture from the 30s. I remember there was, uh, you know, the the think about those old vanities with the huge round mirrors. Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Oh, my, my, my grandma Dolores had that. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, my grandma did too. That was... Uh, yeah, I just, but it looked so different from what we had because my parents had fairly new furniture. And so it just, I, it was, I don't know, it was like a different magical world going to my grandma's house and seeing those things. Well, and, isn't that nice anyway? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, but yeah, I don't remember uh, necessarily being attracted to it so much, but just thinking it was so unusual and so exotic, I guess, in a way. Well, yeah, because I think the Art Deco stuff, which, you know, the hallmarks are is uh, more ornamentation, which, again, is sort of a reaction to the uh, mid-century, you know, well, the mid-century was a reaction to that, I guess. Right, right. The other Um, way, yes. And the the shapes are geometric. Yes. The patterns are geometric and and there's a lot of symmetry and it kind of has this old school glamour. So like, like almost great Gatsby, mid-20s into the 30s kind of look. Right. And right. it wasn't that, it, it is not that prevalent. Well, let's just say it's never going to be right, reach the uh, ubiquitous status of farmhouse. You know, there's not going to be that many people decorating in this art deco look, but it's definitely a trend that's coming back and we're seeing it in subtle ways and um, patterns and fabrics and just a, just a little bit more ornamentation. Like, you know, I don't know. Not everybody's going to be walking around reading Ian Rand's Fountainhead and, and, you know, thinking of like all these art deco sites of uh, apartments and looks, but you can maybe incorporate it into what you've got going on, but it definitely has this old school glamour, which I like, but I was, I have never honestly been really drawn to the art deco look. Well, and think if you don't know what we're talking about, think about the Empire State Building. Yeah, that would be that's a good example. The Art Deco, and Kevin and I used to love watching the Thin Man oh. movies, uh-huh. which I think were set around the 30s. They're um, old, yeah. I think well, we old. used to watch them, and then I pulled them out recently, and it was just pretty funny because they're just drunk all the time. 
and they're trying to solve these crimes. And I'm thinking, you know, that's really so politically incorrect. I mean, and when we were watching them, it was the 90s. I guess we just thought they were cute, uh, you know, and old. And now I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, they're <laughs> it's really out of touch with smoking, drinking and wearing fedoras. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. All the things that are super not cool anymore. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, so then moving on, another uh, older trend, past trend that's coming back is rattan, wicker, and bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's all part of this new boho aesthetic, you know, that's back in. So I think that's what's reviving that look. But it's kind of an updated boho. It's not necessarily the older boho with all those rich uh, tapestries and everything. Now it's kind of more of a lighter, more of a tribal look. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing these in things like, you know, bar stools and and the storage chests and side tables. And, you know, I'm really into using the wicker baskets as chests. You know, if you see kind of like a trunk, mm-hmm. I love those. I have several of those. and. You know, that that's just really such a nice look for storage. Um, well, yeah. And I mm-hmm. think the wicker chest, like you're saying, I have several of those too. I mean, that runs all through different styles. Mm-hmm. That could it does. be that's European, true. that could be French country, mm-hmm. that could be farmhouse, you know, and it could be boho. What I think is happening with the wicker and rattan is it's even seeping into more traditional type of settings. Like even in a more traditional type of living room, you might see a rattan chair, maybe it's painted or something like that. But it it definitely is rubbing up against uh, more traditional type furnishings. It doesn't have to be on the porch. It doesn't have to be in a boho room. You know, you, everybody doesn't have to be sitting in a butterfly chair or what are they, are they butterfly chairs or peacock chairs? I think peacock, peacock chair, right? Peacock, you know, that big, yep. or you yep. know, you, everybody can picture what that looks like, right? That yeah. Big I actually had a big peacock metal peacock chair that was old, Whoa. a child's one. I it may oh, still cute. be at the farm. I don't know. Some, sometimes these things are left out and they get rusted and we have, they have to say, they have to go bye-bye. And I, right. sometimes I can't remember what's still well, it's hard to keep viable. It straight, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. I found, I was looking around when I was you know, t- um, thinking about the trend coming back and I thought, well, you know, how could we translate that into uh, a little accent piece in all our houses? So I found this hourglass shape water hyacinth table that is so darling. You know, it just, it's a little side table, almost like a, like a garden oh. stool-ish, but it's a de- very definitely an hourglass Why shape. Why am I seeing that? I think I've seen that somewhere. Who sells oh, that? So Do you pretty. know? Um, I have the link. I'll put in the link. It's I okay. Mean, it's, it's about a hundred bucks, but I mean, it well, that's so interesting. Spectacular look. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I worked at this uh, clothing store, ladies' clothing store. And, uh, you know, I was just so nerdy and not cool, but I worked with this really cool person who was, you know, she was in her twenties and she lived in an apartment and she was, she was thin and tan, which I will never be tan. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like, and she had, anyway, she was just really pretty and everything. Well, I remember going to her apartment one day and she had, you got to go over to her apartment. I did. I know. I felt like really special. You're probably nervous. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to act as cool as I, as I possibly could, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure she was laughing the whole time. So she had a wicker basket and I thought this was so cool because she had put a piece of glass on it and this is before Pinterest or anything Uh and made it into a side table, but 
so, you know, first off, she'd been clever kind of creating her own furniture. Right. But the other thing back then, she had put dried flowers in it. So when you looked into the basket, there was like this bouquet of flowers. I mean, I just was like, I know, you know, I mean, now it sounds a little funny, but I mean, but you know, it was very creative. No, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I was very impressed. That's a fun memory, though. That yeah, you were so excited. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think the wicker uh, on this um, what's that water hyacinth table? You know, it's, it you can't open it, so you couldn't put in your dried, dusty status, <laughs> even if you wanted to. <laughs> no, but I no, think no. It's pretty. Um, it could be very streamlined. It could look great. I mean. It, coastal it would do without a bat of an eye but you could probably put it in any sort of room maybe not mid-century modern i would not put it in there or an art deco room but i could work with a lot of different styles and look nice so think about working in some rattan and wicker and those are things aside from the basket that you can pick up really for not too much money at all even new they're not that much money well and definitely the baskets oh my goodness wicker baskets are so wonderful for storage. And there's so many different styles. Really, it doesn't matter if your style is contemporary or country French or whatever. There's going to be a basket that goes with your style. I've even seen some beautiful colored ones that just had some a beautiful blue on it at Anthropology that was kind of more the boho style uh-huh. that would be really pretty sitting out on a dresser or whatever. You could use it to, you know, to put some things in. Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways to use baskets. And I mean, well, that's that could be a whole podcast episode right there is how to use baskets. Oh, well, go write that one down. I know. I'm writing it down. Okay. Now, stainless, we're just going to have to shove you over a little bit because stainless steel appliances, they're always going to be a good choice. And this is just a, a past trend that's coming back, but it's coming back in these fun retro appliances that have fun colors and darling silhouettes, great shapes, cool handles. So it might be something that you want to consider adding. They're not going to be, they're not kitschy really anymore. Um, although some of them are absolutely darling, like those smegs and whatnot from the 50 or, you know, to look like yes. from the fifties. But, yes. um, you know, I'm feeling like, you know, my old stove, like I'm right on this new oh, you're so on trend, comeback trend. You are. But, you know, obviously my stove has weathered a lot of different trends. It, it <laughs> held its head high through the stainless steel trend and it's held its head high through the avocado trend and all of those trends. It survived a lot of years that yeah, so somebody that else lady, would have thrown it away. Yeah. So, so she's yeah. from 1929, that stove has seen a lot of other stoves come and go. So I'm excited to hear that retro appliances are back, but that doesn't oh, mean- so in. Yeah, yeah. And like Elmira is another brand that sells them. And my mm-hmm. friend Kathy had a blue retro refrigerator. It was such a beautiful- refrigerator. I mean, they moved from that house. They don't have it anymore, but what a beautiful uh, refrigerator. I, it just was like the showpiece of the whole kitchen. So right. these are more expensive than regular refrigerators, but they really are beautiful. But here's another idea for you. Let's say you really like that look of the Smeg or the Elmira refrigerator, but you're saying, you know what? That's a big expense. I'm not going to replace my refrigerator. You can kind of have that look in your kitchen on a much smaller scale. If you think about a toaster or 
a, a tea kettle or something because the smegs do make the smaller size. And you know, my personal favorite that I've mentioned on the podcast before, Russell Hobbs. Oh, those are so cute. Is, I know. I, I had on not my list. heard of that until you mentioned it that day. And then I went and looked and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to have the toaster and the tea kettle. They, they're the, in the beautiful colors. They come in a couple different colors. And the toaster comes with a cage to put on the top. So if you have some big pastry, you know, I'm setting stuff on top of my toaster all the time to heat it up because it's not going to fit in like a, bis- a biscuit. Oh. But if I had one of these, I could just put it in that little cage and it'd be just right. Are they gluten-free biscuits? I'm just checking in. Because yes, I, I made, we gluten-free I made gluten-free biscuits. I'm oh. telling you. Okay. I am not. No, no, no. No, no, we no. Went to, no, we went to the Indian restaurant. Garlic naan didn't touch it. Oh, that's and hard. It was extremely difficult. Yeah. But I, I held. I I had the first couple of weeks I tried that. I, I, it's hard to pass up a stale pretzel. Like I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) did someone drop this? I'll just eat it. I mean, or or you go to Costco because the samples there don't count. You know, if you have gluten there, it's like, it's a bite. Oh, I didn't know about it. I might have to re-zoom my. No, they don't count. No, they don't count. No. Oh. I mean, you can have that gluten and it's like, it's a free ride. (laughs) I was, yeah. But you know what? totally off topic, but I am not missing it anymore. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, I mean, definitely gluten free off and on. I mean, I probably, yeah, maybe 10 years. It's been a long time, but sometimes I'm more strict than others, but you were gluten free when gluten free wasn't cool. And when it was almost impossible to find. So we just stopped eating bread. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so well, I that's really pretty much it. what I've done. I mean, okay, let's get back on topic. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We can go. I know. Sorry. You you are not listening to a gluten-free podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. But okay. So this one, you need to be prepared. If this is what I think it is. The, co- the yeah. I, I think uh, the uh, colors uh, are coming back. No, yes. Avocado. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Let me say. Orange. I did a post a long time ago on the color gray. And I just recently got a comment. You know, people can comment. The post can be two years old and people can still leave a comment. I mean, you would have think I called this woman so many names. She was so agitated and angry. She hates gray. Oh. And it was such a, a just an angry response to the gray. And I'm thinking that how she felt about the gray I think that's how I'm feeling about these 70s <laughs> colors. The avocado green, the orange, the uh, mustard yellow, the tans and the browns. Yeah. I can't. They may be back, but they're never coming back to my house. Yeah, I remember my mom having this orange fondue pot. I, I just remember certain things. And I think that at one point, there was an avocado refrigerator in a house I oh. lived in. <laughs> Okay, so no, wait a minute. My that uh, my in laws had this cute little cabin in the mountains of North Carolina when 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 I married into the family. Downstairs, uh, I can't remember. There was a kitchen upstairs and down. It was a small little cabin, but but there was one up and down. One of them had avocado green appliances. I can't remember which one. One of them, I, it was the downstairs, had a bright orange countertop. 
Wow. I am not. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Imagine that combined. That would have been really spectacular. Yeah. 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 It's it's hard. It's hard. And it's so distinctive of that time. If you started to use those colors in combination, I think it would definitely have this kitsch feel. So, you know, if that's something fun that you want to do, then that's the way to make that happen. Have that feeling. But let's just say, I do like, let's call it a burnt saffron rather than a mustard yellow. Um, Because I'm not a mustard fan. Definitely more of a ketchup girl. But the burnt saffron, like I like that color, like a deeper sunflower. You know, that oftentimes is my accent color if I have one in my house. And so I'm okay with that color, but I think it's the the idea of them coming back in combination. But, you know, it's just something you need to be aware of. If anybody tries to sell you an avocado refrigerator, you know, just know it might be on trend, but it might not be for you. So we're just letting you know. Just Mm -hmm. watch out. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, and and look, yeah, I heard it too, that the 70s colors are back, but are they coming back here? No. Have I really seen it anywhere? Not really. It's just somebody out there said they were coming back. Well, that's probably because they have a lot of bunch of brown stuff left over from the <laughs> 70s they're still trying to get rid of. Well, another uh, color that, or finish that's coming back is chrome. So we had you know, the brass and the unlacquered brass and then the shiny brass even made a little appearance. But people were like, no, 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 we don't really want the shiny brass. But the shiny silver, the chrome is coming back. And I think that's absolutely fine. Uh, it's usually... Uh, less expensive, you know, when you see the chrome version of faucets and whatnot. And it is a classic. It, I mean, that is what sink faucets were made of for years. And then oh, they absolutely. got, yeah. And then they had a patina over time, which then designers and manufacturers morphed into this brushed look. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you could get the old look a little bit by the brushed, but you know, it's a very, it's, uh, also depending upon the shape or the silhouette of your faucets or hardware. Um, you know, you can have this very um, vintage feel to it, which is really nice. Yeah. And something else that, I mean, I'm so into this is the velvet furniture. I mean, it was in for a while when kind of the more luscious fabrics were popular. Then everything went very um, neutral and uh, simple and not so luxurious looking, more casual. But now the the velvets are back and I love velvet. I think it's such a great, a great fabric. I have a room that I would like to bring back and I think it is happening. I think there is a trend towards bringing back a dedicated living room. And I would like to know what you think about that, Anita. Well, I look, I'm for whatever works for, for, for the person. So I'm not, pro living room or anti living room. I just think it needs to make sense for the person. And I know growing up, you only went, I mean, in, in our house, I mean, we lived in the basement in the family room. With was the that just you floor. in the basement with no sound <laughs> Sunday or were other people down there? The whole family was down there. Now we had a very nice, I mean, quote unquote, <laughs> luxuries, not really, but upstairs, you know, that had the nice view and the nice living room with the nice furniture only went in there for two reasons. If we had guests or if I was getting yelled at. That was the only time I was allowed in that room. And it was like a no food zone. So like, why would you want to go in a no food zone anyway? There was no eating allowed in there. Okay. This is, 
All right. The this dog a- wasn't allowed in there. It was it was like, why would I go there? No food, no dog. I don't think so. Okay. He, that this is this is what happened. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because I am not alone. There is definitely a trend to bringing back a dedicated living room, but mm-hmm. in a a different way than what you just <laughs> described. What happened, unfortunately, to the living room mm-hmm. uh, because. Years ago, my parents ruined it. That's what happened. Parents ruined it, but and other people were in on it too. But it was primarily your parents. But <laughs> primarily, what, in years and years and years ago, the living room was a place of uh, your, where you gave a first impression, where you entertained guests, where you actually went and enjoyed it, and probably people had you know people came over more. They weren't just emailing each other. All these things were going on, and. Even if you could eat there or not eat there, it was being used. What happened was at some point, you know, starting with your parents, uh, the living room was completely <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is their derailed fault. <laughs> because it was seen as a room that should be roped off. That, so who would want to go in there not to be able to do anything? And the only thing that could happen there is, in your case, you were getting yelled at. So mm-hmm. who would want to go into that room? It became this sacrosanct space that was off limits, separate, often uncomfortable, and relatively unusable. Right. So why would you go there? But well, so the, the sad thing. thing was, so mm-hmm. obviously, it's a room that was only used, I mean, in our particular case, it was used five, uh, not even 5% of the time, really probably more like 1% of the time it was actually You must being have been used. a very good girl. You didn't get yelled at. Oh, oh well, no, no, no. But it, they just did it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, a minute, you're pretty much, you know. Yeah, the, you, you got it. I mean, there's enough yelling in a minute. You're done. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I, so it's this huge space that was completely wasted most of the year. And and so that's what I have against it. I don't have against, I'm not against living rooms in general, but if you're not using them, then I think it's a waste of time. So right. if you have a way to use it, then I'm all for it. Well, here's the thing. It's really just a couple of things. It's your mindset. Obviously, it's the way your house is set up. So if your house was built at a certain time, you probably have a separate living room. If your house was built after a certain year, you may have a great room with an open concept. So then you don't have a separate living room. And that's that's terrific and fine too. But for the people who a, have a separate living room or or would like to find an older home that has a separate living room or would like to build a new home that has a separate living room, which is happening more now, they're going... There's less and less great rooms being made and there are more separate living rooms because it is really nice to have separate rooms that have that serve different purposes, right? Uh-huh. So with everything right. collapsed into one room where it's entertaining and it's family and it's eating and it's getting yelled at and it's getting praised and all these different things are going on in this one room, um, I don't know. I, humans kind of like to have these separate spaces. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're yeah. trending back towards this separate living room. And, you know, I do live in a home that has a separate living room. Uh, and so, you know, and I'm, it works with this house. I would not have knocked down walls and made a great room in this house. It would not have been right for the house. Um, but I, so I'm really buoyed by this whole idea of a separate mm-hmm. living room. Well, I think, um, you know, one way to look at it is if you get bored being in one room all the time, it's kind of nice to have another room to hang out in. But again, you need to go there. And I think as humans, we just tend to have this just one place that we usually sit and go to. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, by habit, it's usually just one particular room. 
Uh, our current house does not have a living room. The old house uh, had a living room, but we did, didn't have a study. And, you know, when we lived there, that's when they had the big computers. And mm-hmm. that's before we really, before laptops. So, you know, that's where we, that's where the computer was. That's where we worked at the desk. That's oh, where wow. we got the checkbook out back mm-hmm. when we had a checkbook. Right. You know, when, so, that's where we wrote the letters back when we wrote letters. Oh, right. Okay. So well, now it's like you don't even need the study now. Well, yeah, because you're very portable. But here's the thing. If you have a living room, consider this as a comeback trend and consider how you can use your living room uh, to the best advantage for yourself and your family. If it's not being used and it's a Christmas room and that's it. Or it's a, when someone's coming over, we sit in the living room room, try to figure out a way that you can use it. If the furnishings on there are not really inviting and they're pretty, but they're uncomfortable, maybe consider adding a really comfortable mm-hmm. chair or oh, yeah. consider adding a, a small uh, round pedestal table with a, that you could pull up maybe two, three, maybe even four chairs. And you put a game on it, put a puzzle on it, even just put a pile of books that could be inviting. Add some things to the room that will make it a destination for you and your family. I'm not saying you have to let the kids eat in there. You don't. I wouldn't. But make it a place where um, you feel like you can so go and are put you your saying, feet up. Are you saying that it's going to be, uh, so are you thinking of it in the traditional sense that it's a more formal living area? Or are you thinking just kind of a second living area? No, I mean, I think it should have, in this trend that's coming back, I think it definitely still has that sense of a uh, more of a dignified room and that, you know, one. Are you saying our other rooms are not? <laughs> no, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's this thing about the living room. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. why it became the room that people didn't go into because it, right. that part was carried too far. Right. It, you know, it, it was like, oh, that's only for guests. We need to, you know, the whole. But that was kind of back in the day, you know, you, 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 it was all about impressing people. So you had to have the nice room. You know, you only spent money on the rooms on the front of the house, the rooms that were for guests, and you didn't spend money on the kitchen because that was just you. And you didn't spend money on the master bedroom or the bathroom. And, you know, life has switched. And I think I'm thrilled that now people say, you know what, it's worth spending money on the part of the house that I live in because I, you know, I'm here. I think that's I'm glad very that. true. So let's carry that further. People are spending money on the kitchens and people are spending money on other rooms where the real living is going on. Well, what I'm saying is this trend that I'm loving is also spending, it doesn't even to be money, but spending, yeah, right. giving attention mm-hmm. to this actual, the room that's called the living room right, and sure. making use of it. Not, mm-hmm. not to say that this now becomes a room where there was TV trays and things like that. No, it still should be beautiful. It's still most likely the room that's at the front of the house and it is going to be a first impression. So you, if you care about your decor, like you must, if you're listening to us, then you're going to want it to be beautiful. But does it mean that you can't use it on a regular basis as a separate room and enjoy it. So it's not off limits to you. If, if in your mind, your living room has a, um, invisible velvet rope, take it down, go in there and let other people go in there and enjoy that space. That's my favorite, uh, past trend that's making comeback because I love the tweak of it. Just like you were saying in the beginning with the jeans and all of that. Okay, this is the tweak on the living room. It's still beautiful, but it's usable and it's comfortable 
And it should be welcoming to you, not only people that are occasionally coming to your home as guests. Yeah. Well said. Comfortable and inviting. You know what else is comfortable and really inviting? Yes. My friend, Annie Diamond, who I met. Again, I meet all these wonderful people. Uh, is this, just, wait a minute. Have you stepped over to the crushes? I stepped to my crush. I was making okay. my segue to all my right. crush. Okay. Right. So, okay. Big, big band. Crush this away. Is my crush. Okay. So my friend, Annie Diamond, I love her Instagram. I think you guys will all find her as enchanting as I do. So I'm going to leave notes, um, in the links, I should say, in the show notes to Annie's mm-hmm. blog, Most Lovely Things, and her both her Instagram accounts so you can get to know her as well. Oh, well, great. Well, my crush today is a show I found on Amazon Prime. And you know, the Victoria TV don't, show. Don't, is- don't spoil it. I haven't seen the last one. No, I haven't either. Okay. But I mean, just go read history and you'll know. No, 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 I'm not there yet either. Anyway, no, but I'm watching it and I've I've been thoroughly enjoying it from the beginning. And so this is an interesting, this is not that show. This is a different show and it's just two episodes, but it's very fascinating. It is called Queen Victoria's Letters, A Monarch Revealed. And they have, uh, they're reading the letters. They have some experts on there talking about what was going on at different times in her life, uh, what she was thinking and, and what she was writing at the time. And so these are, she apparently was a very prolific, uh, journalist. And so she wrote in her journal every day. And when she died, her daughter, I guess it was Vicky, I don't know, um, uh, destroyed a lot of her journals however there you know there was so much material that mm-hmm. there's a substantial amount that she she didn't touch so it's it's very fascinating to hear about what she was thinking apparently she was not as dour as she looks in all the pictures she did have she enjoy a good laugh and uh yeah so it's very interesting her thoughts on motherhood and everything and i love when there's a show about his, a historical figure like the victoria show to then go check with history to see how close that mirrors the actual reality. Oh. So it's it's fun to it's fun to read her actual letters. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's probably so. Mm-hmm. It's uh, someone narrating it and they're just reading them to you. Uh, well, no. I mean, there there's different people talking, so it's not just one long narration. Mm-hmm. There'll be a little. There'll be someone reading a section. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but uh, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen her in a ton of things. You'll recognize her, but uh, four weddings and a funeral and a bunch of the Jane Austen things. Uh, she'll read a little section of the diary or the journal, and then they'll, there'll be other people on there talking about her. Oh, interesting. And that mm-hmm. is, um, did you tell me Amazon? Prime? It is Amazon prime. Okay. Very interesting. If you like historical figures and you know, we are very fascinated with Queen Victoria because she and Albert shaped so much of how we live our lives today over here in America, even though, you know, Didn't we it was say a different we were country. Do a show about that. I think yes. It's on our list about all the things that, that they instituted that now affect the culture still today. Fascinating. Yeah. So. Hopefully other people will be interested besides just you and me. No, no. I think, I think, well, come on. Let us know if you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did we have a listener question today? I believe that we did, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So. I think, yes. Want to share that with us? Okay. So we have Jesse M. Jesse 
subject line is help me. <laughs> okay, we're here. We're going to help. Uh, Jesse says that she loves the vintage country home look and she wants her home to feel cozy, welcoming, and comfortable. Well, got that. Love it. Uh, she doesn't care for a lot of color. She uh, declares that she's pretty much a plain Jane with regard to that. Uh, black, white, creams, and browns. Uh, and then she sent us a picture of her bedroom. And she, the questions are, should I have a rug? What kind of lamp should I get? Should I change my bedding? And should I paint my walls? So let me give everyone, Anita has this picture in front of her as well. So let me give you a, an idea of what's going on in this room. It is very simple, but that is, you know, there's, I'm not, there's no criticism. I'm just describing Simple can be very beautiful. So there's a... Um, well, she self-described, like, sit, right. um, you know, on the plain side. Right. Yeah. So there is a um, wooden bed with a tallish headboard in sort mm -hmm. of an ashy brown. And mm -hmm. it looks like the dresser and there's at least one nightstand that is matching it. So that's all this sort of, I would say, like, sort of ashy brown, not gray, but sort of like an ashy brown wood. Kind of and dark brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she has a um, coverlet on that looks like a sort of quilt and it has like a little boho medallion thing going on. And maybe it's probably black, it might be a navy, black and cream and like a little bit of a saffrony color. Oh, it might be kind of, okay. Yeah. You think? I don't, I, yeah, it's hard to tell, but I don't know if that's a duvet or I'm thinking it's a quilt, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, that's what I said. A quilt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And then, so, and so that's basically it. So this room is a bit of a blank slate and there's a, yeah, which a, is great work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's easier to start with a blank slate than a room that's got a lot in it. Right. And then the rug I should mention is, it looks like it's a wall to wall and it's a kind low a, pile shaggy. Kind like of. a frise, I would say. That's yeah. And it's um, mm -hmm. kind of like a taupey color. Yeah. Kind of camel. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's a large window. Um, it looks like there's a TV on the floor that maybe hasn't made it to its spot yet because it looks like there's some sort of sporting event or something going on on the television. On the, uh, but there's a yeah, large, I don't think that's staying there. Yet. Yeah. So then there's a very large window that appears to be very bright. There's a lot of natural light coming in. So that's awesome. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for me to yeah, go. throw out some ideas? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so looking at the room, there's not a lot of fabric uh, beyond the carpet and the uh, quilt on the bed. So I think to soften the room, I would definitely, it looks like there's not, um, you know, there, I don't know. I can't tell if there's uh, blinds or anything on the windows, but it does feel like it would really be helped by some nice full curtains on either side of the window. I think that would be a nice touch. And I would definitely take that rod up to the ceiling and make sure your panels on either side are not actually covering the window. So I would maybe do it. I don't know what the window looks like. I don't know what that whole wall looks like, but it looks like there's maybe just two and a half, maybe 30 inches of room on either side of the window, but it's a huge window. So if it's as I think it is, I would probably let a lot of that wall be a curtain, couple of curtain panels over to each side that look nice and full. And then take that rod up to the ceiling. Um, and then I, I think with the bed, I think it could use, I would probably put some Euro pillows to get some height on the pillows. It's got a very, very tall headboard, but the pillows are fairly laying fairly flat on there. 
So I think I would do some euros to really add some interest and give it some, give you something to look at rather than just the large headboard. I think that would be a nice uh, thing to have in front of the headboard. And another thing I think that would make it feel more luscious is would be to roll up and have a duvet at the foot of the bed and the colors on the duvet, you know, you're just going to want to go with something that's coordinating with the colors that are on the bed. It looks like uh, it's a very um, blue and white pattern. That's, uh, you know, a fairly simple one. So it shouldn't be too hard to find a duvet that's going to go with that. Uh, You could even go with a white one or a solid blue one if you didn't want to introduce another pattern, uh, a, a solid duvet. But I think that would be nice to have a duvet at the foot and then have some matching Euro pillows uh, at the headboard. And as far as a rug, because the room is carpeted, I would, and it, and it's not a super flat, it's not a Berber. I would probably avoid a rug on the floor. And then as far as the lamps go, um, it's hard to recommend a specific one. Uh, but I would definitely, because that headboard is so tall, I would make sure that you put some large lamps or you do not want them looking dwarfed by the large scale of the headboard. So I would definitely go with a large scale tall uh, lamp on either side. How about you? Wow, that was fantastic. Ditto. It all sounded good to me. (laughs) Really Uh great. Um, Yes, and you can stay in the neutral tones with all the things that Anita's mentioning, or you could maybe work in some, uh, you know, if it's the black that you like, maybe something like that. Um, I'm thinking about the lamps, and I so agree with you, Anita. That headboard is pretty massive right? and goes up very high. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it definitely could do big lamps. And if I was going to do lamps, I think I would do some sort of woven shade just to add some more texture oh, because I'm uh-huh. feeling like yeah. this room needs a, more texture to it. So maybe like one of those water hyacinth. I know Ballard sells those and probably some other places sell them as, as well. But maybe because this headboard goes up so high, maybe you put sconces on either side you know the kinds that can either you know that arc arc out a bit and there are so many different ones you could do them in metals you could have them with some sort of cloth shade or even this textured shades Uh, and they can be hardwired but you can also just have them directly plugged in if there are outlets behind there which they probably are. Uh, and I think that could look really cool there because it will, again, keep your eye up. And, and as I said, I so agree with you. You don't want squat little lamps on either side. Yeah, I think that's nice. Um, I mean, I think that sounds great. And that's a great idea to come up with something a little more textured for the lampshades. So that's another option. And I would add a plant to the room, um, something organic. I feel like it needs some green. And with all that natural yeah. light, I think you can really do that. As Anita mentioned, because the way the photograph is taken, we can't tell. It looks like there might be blinds there from the little corner of the photo. But if there's not, uh, I would do some natural wovens or something there in addition to the draperies that Anita's mentioning, because you're definitely going to need some privacy. Yeah, and, and you could put something above the bed or not, as far as artwork. Yeah, I was just going to talk about above the bed. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. thinking I wouldn't put anything there. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, I'd have to see everything else. Uh, but also, I think based on seeing the room, that Jessie's kind of a minimalist girl. So yeah. I'm thinking she may not want anything up there. Right. So I'm trying to, you know, kind of think about what she, is going to appeal to her. Right. 
And I think that might be best for her. Right. Because that headboard yeah. goes up so high and it's mm-hmm. on an arch. It, it, yes. You'd have to have something really long and narrow. I don't know. It would kind of be like, you'd have to have a very specific thing to go up there. So I right. think not just anything is going to go there. You'd have to be very careful with that. So yeah, well, that's great. Well, thank you, Jesse, so much for sending that in for us to weigh in on. I hope that that gave you some uh, good ideas or a place to start. If you have any questions or tips to share or just want to say hi, drop us a note at decoratingtipsandtricks at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for sharing your day with us. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 